Hello, you guys, and welcome back to On Point, the best podcast in the world, hosted by me, Luna Montana. <laughs> that was an interesting intro. Um, hey, guys, how are you? I just love catching up with you guys every week. I want to do like an update section at the beginning of the podcast because I feel like I don't upload that many YouTube videos anymore. So I feel like you guys see less of my life, which is weird. You definitely don't like hear less of my life because I'm constantly talking about it on here. But I'm trying to think like what I what did I do? I just went to New York with Avery. I uploaded a vlog about it. So I guess you guys saw that. That's kind of it. I'm leaving for New York again tomorrow. And then I might go to Europe, I've decided. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's kind of it. It's finally getting hot in LA. It's been so cloudy and it's been so sad, but it's finally sunny, which is great. And I'm just ready to like live out my summer dreams. I just want to be on a boat, really, or in the water, whatever body of water, just put me in it and I'll be happy. That being said, we are talking about healing your inner child today. This is a really, really important topic to me and something that throughout like my healing journey and maturing has been something I always go back to. And I think I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, just how I'm a very nostalgic person. I think back to my younger self a lot, a lot. I watch home videos like every week. I'm almost obsessed with my child childhood. I really am. Like to me, it seemed so perfect, so carefree. I was so curious with the world. Nothing really like bothered me yet. My family was together. I had like the perfect house and, you know, my mom would make Christmas so special and you know, she she would like mush up carrots and put reindeer hooves outside and we'd all run or like we all had a fairy growing up that my mom would write like these tiny little notes and like burn the edges of it. And we each had a fairy that we would write to and like leave notes in the garden for and like sugar cubes for them and like housing like cotton if they wanted to build a house like it was so cute. And I think I owe a lot of that to my mom that she made my childhood so special and then, you know, you get older <laughs> and then it all just kind of goes to shit. But I was thinking about this yesterday because I was spending time with a baby and I was looking at this baby and I was like, wow, you're looking at the whole world so fresh and curious and everything that they do amuses them so easily. It's like, you know, they throw... um something in the pool and they're laughing and or they do this and they're laughing like it's the simplest things in life make them so happy and I just think we've all lost that kind of wonder and curiosity for the world I think that's just what happens when you get older obviously you know you have more responsibilities but you know even if you didn't really have that many responsibilities I think just I don't know what the brain does it just makes you insecure it it makes you have problems puberty hormones like it's fucking hard. Growing up is fucking hard. But I find that when I'm really down or when I feel like I need to heal parts of myself, I always go back to trying to heal my inner child, even though from what I just told you, it doesn't seem like there's much to heal. But I think 
obviously with anyone's childhood there's something that happened in your childhood every single person in the world there's something that happened in your childhood whether it be the best childhood ever or the worst ever there's something that like there's trauma that you hold from your youth and growing up that you take into your adult life it's just how i mean it's brain development it's literally just how it works you know it's like it's just how it works it's how we develop and no matter how great of a childhood or how how great your parents are there's always something that happened or that that affects you and you bring into your adult life so you know I think it's not like just relative I think everybody deals with this but I think for me my main thing when it comes to healing my inner child is I was stripped of my youth so soon and I've explained this story so many times but I would still consider myself a child like through my teen I'm I'm saying like let's say inner child like we're healing from like zero to 18 okay that's our like time range but I was stripped of my youth so young basically my parents got divorced when I was 13 my siblings were already in college at the time so they had their they had their whole childhood their you know they graduated in their childhood home that they lived in all their life went to college I was 13 lived with my parents. They were fighting all the time. I was in the middle of it all. They worked together. Um, They had a business together and they worked from home and it was just so awful. Like I, towards the end, they, you know, they didn't really have like that much money anymore. And, you know, after school, I would be like sent to something called Camp Calabasas where I was with, you know, kids until like seven when my mom or dad would like pick me up late and then I'd go home and I'd want to like be with them but they were just so stressed and I don't blame them I really don't like they were really going through it but I think there could have been a little bit of neglect there not that I'm blaming my parents but I'm just saying the fact that my siblings were now out of the house and I kind of had to entertain myself was a little bit hard for me like I remember when they worked in the house I would go downstairs and like want to go in the room and I'd be like they'd be like Luna we're working we're working and I feel like that there's some part of that that I do actively try to heal even though you know that wasn't like the worst part of it but anyway they sold our childhood home it was the worst year ever that was the first year I went to therapy because I would write in my journals about how I wanted to like end my life and I would leave it open on my bed so that my mom would see it so that maybe we wouldn't move from our home because I was so upset. I would kick down the for sale sign every day. It was terrible. I went to therapy um, very young, I guess 13. Yeah, that's pretty young. And they sell, sold it anyway. Then me and my mom moved. Well, we all moved to this other like random house for a second. But my mom and dad were basically split up at the time. Like he would only come home on the weekends. It was just kind of weird. And I don't know why I'm getting into this story in such depth when you guys know the whole thing. Long story short. My mom and me moved to New York for a year. My mom and dad are basically separated. My dad stops talking to me. And this is where I think a lot of my healing of my inner child, like the root of a lot of my issues, I think is from that, you know, and I didn't realize how much it would affect me until now and then how I am with men and and how I am in relationships I think has a lot to do with that and I'm not really sure I know it's something I have to heal I'm just not sure like what the plan of action is I moved back to my hometown 
with my mom, but we didn't really have money for a place. So we would, oh, also in New York, we like shared a one bedroom apartment. So I would sleep with her every night. I didn't really have my own space yet. Then when we got here, we basically luxury couch surfed for another three years until I was a junior in high school. Um, we just stayed with friends here and there. I would move around. I never like we would actually we had a storage unit that I would go and like pick out my outfits from genuinely like I'm not even exaggerating, but it wasn't like that bad. I'm not saying it's that bad because obviously we were like from a really nice area. So our friends had like nice spots and places and, and extra rooms and stuff. But regardless, it's still not stable, you know, at all. And my mom would work in Indonesia a lot. And then I would once we got an apartment my junior year, I would, I could drive at the time. And I was like, I actually want to be alone. Like I really loved it. Cause then it was my own space. It was my own, like I was playing adult, you know, I would do my own laundry. I would go to Trader Joe's every day at like 16. It was like my favorite thing in the world. But what I'm saying from this is all that like, I was stripped of my youth for so like, so I was stripped of my youth at a very young age. Like I had to grow up very, very fast. And I experienced things when I was young that people just experience when they go to college or even out of college. Like I started my YouTube channel. I started making my own money. I started like supporting myself and, and then looking for houses on my own at the time. And it just, I wouldn't change it for anything because I think it made me who I am and made me so diligent and all of that. But I do think if I had a little bit more of my youth and you know, was able to live out those high school days the way a normal teenager should. I think it's affected me a lot into my life now. And I think it's only hitting me this year. Genuinely. Like, I think the stuff with my dad, which, you know, we talk now and it's very, it's like, um, it's a good relationship. It's, it's good. It's just not like, the deepest relationship ever like I do have with my mom where I've lived with her you know so I feel like I've tried to heal that part for sure maybe we need to go to therapy together I don't know whoa that just got so deep and personal out of nowhere but <laughs> where what was I talking about oh oh yeah I think if I did live out those high school years a little bit more I wouldn't be affected so hard like right now with the guy stuff I think a lot of my stuff with my dad is coming out just like finding guys that treat me a certain way and, and don't make me feel worthy and, and abandonment issues are coming out like crazy like you know a lot of my abandonment issues basically if like my boyfriend is is walking away from me or or goes downstairs to get a water or something I'm like I literally in my head I'm like oh my god you're gonna leave forever it's done they're they're leaving forever like my I instinct I go into panic mode genuinely even if they're saying that they're gonna go get a water or go get like whatever I, I panic I'm like oh my god it's it's forever it's done it's like they don't want me anymore I'm abandoned like I feel that feeling at the most like minute moments <laughs> like the most insignificant things I'll, I'll feel it and I know that's definitely something that you know, my inner child is is just screaming for attention and, and just to be wanted, you know. So that's something that I definitely notice. Another thing that I think I notice a lot is I always used this, this word, even throughout high school when I would talk to therapists and stuff, it's like, I just want stability, you know, like I want my own room. I want to put my own decor. I want my own things all over. Like I never had that 
I had that, you know, up until I was 13, I could make my own house and space and room. But then I moved in a one bedroom with my mom. So I wasn't able to personalize that. And then I moved in and couch surf basically at all these random like people's homes. So, you know, I never really had that ability to make something my own. So I think the second that I started my YouTube channel, that was completely my own. That was so important for me. Like I could build my own little world. I had like my own little image that I could put out to people, which is so funny because it was like so not that. Like I remember, what was it? Like what I got for Christmas videos, I would just stick some random things in it that I already had just to like show people like, like to just to appear like my life was like so together and I had this like dream life and, and was this dream person like all these other YouTubers that I watched. I remember I would always do that. And I always wanted to seem like better off than I than I was. And I think that's also something that came from my parents a lot of the time. They're like very much about appearance and always like everything's so great and dandy. But now I definitely don't do that. I'm like polar opposite of that. I feel any ounce of emotion. I'm like on this podcast and I'm telling you my deepest, darkest thoughts and secrets. Like <laughs> I'm the least mysterious person on earth, which I hate, but also whatever, you know, it made me a living. I'm here right now. I can't be mysterious and be a podcaster. Just doesn't go hand in hand. I'd rather I'd rather not be mysterious, honestly. How did I get here? I always do this. I go on tangents and then I forget where I, where I even started. Where did I start? Oh, yes, stability. Okay. That was a word that I used a lot during high school was that I just wanted stability. I wanted my own place, my own things. I wanted just a stable life for myself and I promised myself I was going to make that from for for yeah myself and I made that YouTube channel it blew up and then I finally started building my own thing which was so huge for me and then I became self-sufficient and then I was like okay it's time for me to to move out after high school I wanted my own place and then I ended up splitting a house with my mom anyway and then that was not the greatest. We spent COVID there. Uh, some family members of mine started living there with me. And and I was like so over it again. I needed my space. And I think as I started, you know, gaining things or getting PR or getting new clothes, like it would my, my family would come and like take it and I would freak out. Like I'm so with my friends, I share I definitely share if a friend wants to come borrow an outfit like as long as I trust them I'm like so happy and great like I just love sharing with them but I'm very particular about sharing my space like I don't have anybody sleep with me in my bed ever other than obviously a boyfriend but like I don't have friends sleep over I'm very weird about people staying with me I don't like that it freaks me out and I just feel invaded I am very like weird about my family coming in here and taking anything of mine like my mom coming in and taking a makeup item or, or my brother stealing like a sweater from me I just like can't stand it and I feel like a dog that is like eating and you know when some dogs eat and then they take the food to like a corner so that they're like protecting the food that's how I feel about my house like I'm very particular about making this dream space for myself and I've I've worked through it in therapy and I've had to go to therapy with my family and they like my therapist had to explain to them why that is and they got that you know like I never had that independence and stability so I protect it with all that I have 
and there's just like the inner child in me just wants her things and she wants her like pink dream house and I'm like building it for myself but I'm like nobody come in here and try to mess it up like when my mom comes in here and rearranges like furniture I'm like freaking out I like my things the way they are and that's that and how that connects back to healing my inner child is there's a lot of things that I do that connect back to that inner child that nourish it you know and there's a lot of things that I do that don't like everybody in life so one of the things I do do to nourish my inner child is definitely making my dream space I was (laughs) I smoked weed the other night (laughs) I smoke weed a lot I don't smoke weed a lot but I did smoke weed the other night and I just put this like healing mat under this canopy that I'm sitting under right now if you're watching the video and it's like a princess canopy with like drapes and and I was laying in this healing mat and I had this like starlight on and I was just laying there listening to Phoebe Bridgers or something and I was just like wow if my younger like little Luna saw that this was her house and like she had this princess canopy she would freak out like she'd be so happy and and like how incredible honestly like I look around at my house a lot and I'm just like wow I like younger Luna would be shocked even like two three years ago Luna would be so shocked that this is her space in her house and I built this for myself and I pay for it on my own like incredible and I think it's so hard to, to, I mean, no, it's easy. It's easy to forget that stuff. And I think, you know, when it, when it comes to anxiety and all that, like I can go about my day and just be stressed and anxious and rushing and everything is doom and ugh. And, but like my sister and, and my dad, they, they wake up and they're like so grateful for life. And I used to feel like that. I honestly used to. I'd be like driving and I'd be smiling just like, wow, look at this life or look at my house and every day just be grateful. But I feel like I've lost that. And that's something I'm going to work on. I feel like that'll be great for my inner child is just connecting back to that. But another thing I do do to connect back to that inner child is I watch a lot of home videos. I got really lucky because my parents, like they should have been the the influencers at the time for the VHS camera because they recorded everything. I have every memory ever. I have my first birthday. I have my second birthday, third birthday. Everything is on video. So we have this like hard drive, the family hard drive, and we all like look at it sometimes. And that is my favorite thing to do because you look at that girl. When I look at that girl, I'm like, wow, she just was so excited about life and looked at everything with curiosity and and how how can it be that all of that happened and messed me up to to be here and sad in my dream like environment that that girl would have died for she would have done anything for you know and i think it's just so important to think about stuff like that and i mean you don't have to feel guilt but i think it's just good to put that stuff in perspective and be like well maybe these problems aren't so grandiose and and so huge like you got through it when you were younger and you're here. Thank God. Like, I thank God I'm here. You know, thank God I went through everything I went through so that I became that independent person and wanted my things the way they are. You know, I think that's was one of my biggest motivators was not having it. You know, (laughs) I wonder who I honestly wonder who I would be if when I was 13, my parents were still together and 
like I went to high school normal like I really genuinely wonder where I'd be would I be like a sorority like like in college girl right now like I, I, I might have been honestly it's crazy I'm just so I, I wonder who I would be I don't know how we just got there. Again, I'm not going on tangents. We're talking about healing your inner child. So I think the most important thing is having your safe space, which is what I was just kind of explaining about this house. For me, this is my safe space. I come here. Well, no, that's not true. See, this is what I'm working on. You would think this house would be my safe space, but I chose to live with my mom in the back house. And that is <laughs> has been rough for me because she comes in here all the time and I feel a little bit invaded and we've had conversations about it but anyway whatever let's say I am building my safe space because I have all the things that I love I have my dream bed I have everything and it doesn't have to be such like expensive anything expensive it's just like little knickknacks here and there your favorite color like just throw that color everywhere like I'm so over the whole minimalistic whatever I don't want to live in a house like that like, I really genuinely don't. I love looking over and just seeing all these little things that I just have collected and love. Like, that's so my more my vibe. And I do want to put a bunch of photos, like, of me as a baby or me as a kid or family members over my, like, all over my room and just wake up and look at that. Like, look at your ancestors, you know? Um, I feel like that would be also really good for your inner child. The next thing is to do activities that your inner child always dreamed of or wanted to do or even did. You know, for me, going to ballet obviously connects me right back because it's something I've done my whole life. But there's also things that I've always dreamed of doing when I was little, like being a figure skater. So if I go ice skating, I genuinely like feel like a little kid again or anytime I'm at the beach, I feel like a little kid again because I spent all my time at the beach growing up genuinely in the ocean all day so whenever I'm there I'm a, I'm literally a giddy I'm like a kid oh when I'm at Disneyland like you might as well like say I'm I'm like 10 years old I am so giddy about life like I can literally feel that the inner child just like coming out like there's just no hiding it when I'm at Disneyland that's for sure but yeah I just think doing things it doesn't have to be Disneyland it doesn't have to be something so aggressive go to color me mine and, and paint some pottery or go outside and paint or I got a coloring book the other day so fun it's called color by numbers and basically on the top it has like all these like one through eight and it has the colors of each assigned a color to each number and then the picture has you, you'll know what I'm talking about you all know what I'm talking about that has been so fun for me every morning I just go outside and I'm like coloring in a coloring book with my Crayola super tips like uh, it's my favorite thing to do so that's also a really good thing to do to connect back to that inner child. And then, you know, there's also like the harder, more challenging ways, which are very important, which is actually confronting things, whether it be good or bad. You know, I think a big part of that for me was going to therapy or talking about a lot of things from my childhood with my parents just to hear their reasoning or their side. And, and there might not be like the clear answer, but for my dad and in that situation you know hearing from him that it wasn't about me I wasn't a bad kid it wasn't like my personality it was all him and it was all his own insecurities him boxing me in with my mom and him being upset about the divorce and all that which it doesn't justify anything of course but I think it's important 
you know, because there's always when you're a kid, you're so helpless and you just think everything is your fault and you're the cause. But there's so I mean, as you get older, you realize there's so many factors. But I think it's important. It's important to get those answers, even if it's not like a solid answer, you know, just to get some understanding of things that might have happened in your childhood that you didn't seem were fair or that really have traumatized you up until now. And I do that with my mom a lot too which you guys know about and she gets so upset when I talk about it on the podcast but I'm like I don't want to do a podcast episode with you like let's sit down and talk about it because you know I love that woman to death but there's so many things that she did too during my youth that have messed me up immensely when it comes to body image when it comes to you know I don't even know a lot (laughs) but I think it's good to confront it and I do I do with her I think you know, if you're in a safe environment or safe space to do so, I think it'd be important to talk about things like that with with your parents or with people in your life that may have, you know, contributed to to your trauma as a kid. Another thing that I read that I'm going to start doing because I kind of find sometimes like I want to journal and I've journaled a lot of my life, not super consistently, but I I definitely do journal occasionally. But I saw something that said, write a letter to your to your younger self. And I was like, how cute would that be if you were writing in your journal, but updating your younger self as to what goes on, you know, in your future, in your life now? I feel like that would be so eye opening for me and also just super sentimental in a way to connect back to her. So I'm going to start doing that. It's kind of like I just okay. so I just finished reading It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, which is so controversial. I don't, I didn't know. I had no idea. I just thought it was a popular book. So I picked it up and read it. And I mean, it wasn't like the best book on earth. I was hooked. I wasn't like crying or moved that much, but whatever. Anyway, in the book, she writes in her journal, but she's writing and updating her life by writing to Ellen DeGeneres, I guess, because it was her first favorite show at the time. But I'm like, that's such a great way to make journaling seem a little bit less awkward is like act like you're writing to somebody and updating your life. You know, I feel like I'm going to start doing that. I feel like that'd be really good for me. So another thing to think about to connect back to your inner child, like write a note to, to your younger self. Super good. And then I also think just learning something new always makes me feel so youthful and so like pure and curious and You know, I think that's also like a big reason of or big cause of dementia is people don't they don't learn something new every day. They're not keeping their brain active. And I think for me, if I'm not stimulated in that way, I can get so like I can get into these depressive episodes where I just don't want anything more for my life. I'm just unmotivated. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to like ever work again. And the minute that I start learning something new or even just, you know, I started to read more lately and and I wake up and I'm so excited to have my coffee and and read outside and get back to my book and like learn more and and just like I have that lust for life again where I want to to do better and want to learn more for myself because I'm more stimulated in that way whereas you know when you're on social media and you're on TikTok and all this stuff like there's I mean that's just not doing anything for your inner child that's not doing anything to heal any parts of yourself in fact it probably makes everything worse well I know I know it makes everything worse but 
learning something new so important that's how crocheting was to me as well is like such a it's just cool to, to to learn something new to craft with your hands so important for me I went to a healer once and she was like you're an earth sign you need to work with clay and I was like okay I mean that sounds great like sounds so fun and then I went and bought like the the like target plastic clay like not even real earth clay and my friends were laughing at me but whatever finding new things to learn about always makes me feel curious and young and youthful and that's another thing I think would really help heal that little inner child of yours I know I talked a little bit about how you know when someone leaves the room or or my partner leaves to go get a water or something I instantly feel that feeling of abandonment and I get triggered by things like that I think it's really important for you to identify those triggers from your inner child and why you react the way you do like I remember when I told my therapist this story about how my partner was walking away from me with his friends and I thought oh my god he's never gonna come back and all this and she was like oh well that has a lot to do with your abandonment issues from your dad from this point in time and that's why it triggered you that way even though you know that's not the reality of the situation um and it's just something that in you that reacted that way and I was like oh wow that's so interesting to think about and it made made it seem way less it was way less pressure on me and way less weight on me that I you know I felt validated for reacting that way um even though you know it's not it's not real it's not real it's just my trauma coming out in that way but I think it's important to recognize those triggers and I'm wondering like what other ones I have I have a lot I think when anyone like walks out of the house and in, in an anger angry fight or leaves things unresolved I freak out I just can't do that I can't sit with anything unresolved that hurts me a lot and then again just like being invaded or having my space invaded or over people overstaying their welcome in a way really triggers me as well so those are some things that I I can definitely identify more maybe that's our homework we have to all <laughs> identify okay this is our homework you have to identify at least like five of your triggers from your childhood then you have to write a letter to your younger self and this is what we're gonna do for the week that's your homework okay um yeah those are like those are all the ways that I try to actively heal my inner child I definitely want to start journaling to her I feel like it's such a good way to heal a lot of parts of yourself and to better your relationships and better your friendships and just better your life in general it's just like find the root as to why you developed the way that you did and and just know it's not your forever and, and that you can change it and you can heal those parts of you. It's not, it doesn't live in you forever, you know, but there's some things that should live on forever. <laughs> so yeah, that's the pod for today. I love you guys so much. Please message me on Instagram some podcast topics that you guys would like me to talk about because I could ramble on forever, but just give me a topic and I'll run with it. I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.